time for Alamogordo Town News on KALH. I'm Anthony Lucero. When it comes to news on 95.1 FM, weather always comes first. A multi-hazard winter storm will cross the lower 48 this work week with a cold front slicing through the northwest. The storm becomes better organized today over the four corners with mountain snow and winds. By tomorrow and Thursday, a streak of heavy snow is likely from the central Rockies to the Great Lakes, and severe storms are possible from the southern U.S. into the Ohio Valley. Now closer to home, the National Weather Service has issued a high wind watch over the area until tomorrow at 5 a.m. West winds will be gusty this afternoon ahead of the next storm system. Stronger gusts are going to be seen on the eastern slopes. There's going to be a brief lull this evening for areas east of the Rio Grande Valley as a strong cold front impacts areas west of the Continental Divide. The strongest winds will be seen along the front as it moves to the east early tomorrow morning. So along with those brisk to windy conditions, a few snow showers are possible tomorrow morning with a strong cold front. Cold temperatures are expected tomorrow and Thursday and conditions will then improve later in the week. We're going to have another look at the weather following this news. Last week, KALH and AlamogordoTownNews.com broke a story about a lawsuit filed by Lori Black and the Flickinger Center against the Alamogordo Public Schools and Dr. Kenneth Moore. The case is seeking relief for an alleged violation of the right to exercise free speech, a violation of due process and equal protection, a violation of the access to public records, unlawful retaliation from a public records request, and defamation of the character of Lori Black by Dr. Moore. On Sunday, following the school board meeting in which Dr. Moore was placed on administrative leave, KALH Radio spoke with Lori Black about the lawsuit. Question, will the lawsuit be dropped? You know, it will continue because the events that happened, although Ken was, you know, leading the charge, they allowed him to do that, the board. So they are still accountable for his actions, and he's still accountable for his actions. And things that he has done and said about me and the Flickinger didn't go away with just this this admin leave. So we will continue the fight. Details and the complete 34-page complaint are available for your viewing on alamogordotownnews.com. Alamogordo Public Schools is having a community meeting on Tuesday, February 21st, that's a week from today, at 5.30 p.m. at the Alamogordo High School Cafeteria. This meeting will also be streamed live on the Alamogordo Public Schools YouTube channel. The meeting will give opportunities to ask questions and receive answers. You can also send in your questions in advance to communications at alamogordoschools.org. The City of Alamogordo's next regular commission meeting is this evening, beginning at 6.30 p.m. in the commission chambers at City Hall. You can see the agenda and documents by visiting the City of Alamogordo Facebook page. For those unable to attend, the meeting will be live-streamed on the City YouTube channel. There's going to be a regular meeting for the Village of Tularosa happening tomorrow at 6 p.m. If that meeting is streamed, which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but if it is, we will bring you some audio from that meeting on Thursday. Be advised that the Alameda Park Playground and surrounding park area has been closed to the public due to the contractor's installation of a new irrigation system in that area of the park. 
The area will be closed for 14 to 28 days to allow the installation of the necessary underground irrigation equipment. The city of Alamogordo invites all to mark your calendars. Spring fling over at the Alamogordo Recreation Center. Registration begins on February 22nd. Children will enjoy various recreational and educational activities in this five-day camp during spring break. Campers will participate in arts and crafts, games, sports, field trips, and a whole lot more. Kids must bring their own lunches, but an afternoon snack will be provided. This is only open for grades kindergarten through fifth grade. More information is on the City of Alamogordo Facebook page. Programming note, the radio station has completed its move to our new website, KALHradio.org. The previous website of KALH.org has been discontinued. Again, the new website, KALHradio.org. News from around the state in 60 seconds. You're listening to Alamogordo Town News on KALH. I'm Anthony Lucero. AlamogordoTownNews.com is a locally owned website featuring local news matters from a local perspective that affects you, and we bring it to you directly. Plus, local sports, cultural arts, and events. Online, AlamogordoTownNews.com. Owned and operated by Second Life Media. We are Otero County. Alamar Restaurant, 205 Central Avenue in Tularosa. You know, if you're there for coffee at breakfast, you may be back for lunch or dinner. Mexican and American American foods, breakfast foods, chicken fried steak, and burgers, including green chili cheeseburgers and those taco salads. Alamar Restaurant, 585-2129 for carryouts. Directory Plus is the right size book. It's the book if you need a phone book. That's what just one person has to say about Directory Plus. With its red cover, features, colorful yellow pages, and lots more, it's no wonder people all over use Directory Plus. It has so much more information. You can cross-check phone numbers or addresses or pretty much anything. Look on the plus side, Directory I'm a big fan of Directory Plus. A legislative committee unanimously passed a provision to increase transparency on legislation appropriations. Jason Espinosa reports from the Roundhouse. In legislative cycles with budget surpluses, the legislature typically allots members of the state Senate and the House of Representatives with a fixed amount of discretionary dollars that can be spent on programs and projects around the state. Last year, the so-called Junior Bill appropriated $50 million for projects ranging from new technology for court systems to police vehicles for local police departments to youth and education programs. Last year, legislators included a temporary provision in the junior bill to shed more light on the appropriations within the legislation. This year, Senator Nancy Rodriguez is looking to make the transparency provision permanent. Senate Bill 153 requires the Legislative Council Services to publish on the legislative website a searchable list of each appropriation contained in the junior bill that passes the legislature. The searchable list is required to include the name of each legislator who allocates a portion of each appropriation and the amount of the verified allocation. The legislation requires that the list be published 30 days after the adjournment of the legislative session in which the junior bill is passed. Supporters of the bill noted it would improve transparency. Supporters of the legislation included the New Mexico Foundation for Open Government. Senate Bill 153 unanimously passed the Senate Rules Committee and now heads to the Senate Finance Committee for consideration. For the New Mexico News Network, I'm Jason Espinoza. Lawmakers are trying to replace the state's public education department and its secretary with a board of education and a state superintendent. They all point to the PED secretaries coming and going over the last 20 years 
and their political influence. Lawmakers want to empower voters to overhaul the system. We need to have a superintendent and a, and a <coughs> system in place that allows for something longer than a governor's term, frankly. Senator Stephen Neville, Republican from Aztec. New Mexico once had a Board of Education. It folded 20 years ago when the voters got rid of it in favor of the PED under the governor. The previous way of thinking was criticized and abandoned due to perceived political influence. Now that certainly doesn't exist nowadays. Just ask the folks in Floyd. An analysis of the joint resolution mentions the state has already gone through six PED secretaries since 2003. The constitutional amendment calls for a board with 10 elected members from around the state and five appointed by the governor. Those members would then appoint a new state superintendent of education. Lobbyists took to the Senate Rules Committee hearing yesterday morning to weigh in on the idea. The joint resolution passed the committee on a 6-1 to vote. Now, if it gets passed by both houses, this constitutional amendment would go on the ballot for voters to decide in 2026. The legislative analysis also points out that it is unclear whether the board and superintendent would oversee the PED or if the PED itself would be dissolved. New Mexico's Environment Department is taking public comment regarding the storage of nuclear waste in the state. The department is also re-extending the deadline for submitting your comments. So far, over 20,000 containers of radioactive waste have been stored at the Waste Isolation Pilot Plant under a waste disposal permit. Now the state's Environment Department is considering renewing that permit to allow operations to continue with some adjustments. In 1999, the New Mexico Environment Department first granted the initial disposal permit to the U.S. Department of Energy. Since then, mixed transuranic waste, hazardous waste with radioactive elements heavier than uranium, have been stored near Carlsbad. Now the permit to continue disposal operations is being reworked. The window to make your comments on this draft is open now until April 29th. And already many comments have been submitted. Carlsbad Mayor Dale Janway submitted a letter in opposition to the proposed changes. Inclement weather has postponed a prescribed burn in the East Mountains. The Forest Service planned to burn debris piles near Sulphur Canyon north of I-40 and west of Highway 14. It is unclear when that burn may happen. The Bureau of Land Management has also rescheduled three prescribed burns in Catron County. Well, it's time for a brief history lesson. In the 3rd century, Roman Emperor Claudius II had recently seen the loss of the Gaelic portions of the empire and was facing more losses. With war on multiple fronts, the emperor declared that no new marriages were to be conducted. Clergymen in the area complied with this order. Well, except for one. There lived a Roman bishop known as Valentius. He felt that nothing was more important than love. And this included an empirical decree. Valentius performed Christian weddings for couples, allowing the husbands involved to escape conscription into the pagan army. Naturally, this infuriated Claudius. Valentius was captured and placed under arrest. But while imprisoned, Valentius witnessed to the Christians in prison and is said to have cut hearts from parchment. Hearts from parchment. So paper hearts. That sounds like a familiar tradition, does it not? Anyway, he gave these to the persecuted Christians. Valentius, a man who felt love was more important than anything else was executed on February 14th in the year 269. It was his dedication to love 
that led him to becoming recognized as the patron saint of engagements, happy marriages, and love. Today we know him as Saint Valentine. Sports and weather are next. This is Alamogordo Town News on KALH. I'm Anthony Lucero. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in New Mexico is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, they just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the New Mexico Activities Association and the New Mexico Athletic Directors Association. There are 41 games for New Mexico girls basketball scheduled today. Feature games include number one Hobbs at Roswell, number six La Cueva at number two Farmington, and number 13 Clovis heads to number four Carlsbad. Other games of interest include Mountaineer at Hondo Valley, Redoso at Dexter, Capitan at Mescalero, Lordsburg heads to Tularosa. Go Lady Cats! There are 50 games scheduled for New Mexico Varsity Basketball today. Feature games include number 9 Rio Rancho at number 1 Volcano Vista, Piedra Vista at number 2 Sandia, and Sibla at number 4 Cleveland. Other games of interest include Mountaineer at Hondo, Hatch at Cobri, Dexter at Redoso, Capitan at Mescalero, Lordsburg heads to Tularosa. Go Wildcats! Your KLA spot on weather forecast for the Tularosa Basin today calls for sunny skies with winds gusting as high as 31 miles per hour. Increasing cloudiness tonight with a 60% chance of showers. It's going to be windy with wind gusts as high as 39. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies with a 70% chance of rain or snow showers. It's also going to be windy with wind gusts as high as 47 miles per hour. Your high today in the basin, 54. Low tonight, 33. High tomorrow, 45 degrees. In Cloudcroft. Mostly cloudy skies today with gradual clearing, windy with gusts as high as 46 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy skies with a 40% chance of snow, wind gusts as high as 60 miles per hour. Tomorrow, snow showers and snow could be heavy at times with widespread blowing snow. Winds are going to be gusting as high as 75 miles per hour. Use caution. Your high today in Cloudcroft, 30. Wind chill is going to make it feel like it's negative 2. Low tonight of 18. Wind chill is going to make it feel like it's 1. High tomorrow of 24. Wind chill is going to make it feel like it's negative 4 degrees. Don't forget about your pets, pipes, and plants. And don't forget that breaking news can be found on our website, alamogordotownnews.com. And you can learn more about KALH Radio by visiting kalhradio.org. That concludes today's edition of Alamogordo Town News on KALH. I'm Anthony Lucero.